0: This is my desire Let's feel it up. Hey
1: Good, isn't he? Yes, it is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that to me, that garden is a sign. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes, it is. If there ever was a witness yep. right. Amen. of God's goodness, that's a truth. Yeah. Wow, as I remember, Sister Dina's dad was saying that good luck growing the garden back here, right? <laughs> that's because right. of the soil and everything. Right. But, Somehow, even without water, right. that thing's been flourishing. Yes.
2: yes. Yes. And and overabundance. Yes.
1: We walked through it, through it uh, Friday, and I was just amazed at. It. Hallelujah. Wow. And we think we think you know if we want to apply that, if we want to apply that spiritually, even though sometimes we're kind of a little. On the dry side,
2: <laughs> <like that>. yeah. <laughs> like that.
1: the Lord will always allow us to flourish,
2: that's right,
1: to get through whatever we're getting through. And it's just amazing because you know, everything that we do and where we are right now, as far as what is happening in our lives, I tell you what, the Lord definitely knows every every heart yes and i and i pray that every time we come together and you know lord you know every person that that is there you know their heart you know their thoughts you know every intricate detail about them and i pray that you would minister to them and that they can open up themselves to you and receive whatever it is that you want to impart to them and praise god that's something and and uh I know this that uh, you know. I've been praying and uh, asking the Lord when we could be able to just come together and just allow Him just to minister to us. And and uh, I have I don't know how many anointed handkerchiefs in the in my office. I have quite a few of them. But you know, in in the times that the Lord has allowed us to use them, I never I never want to step ahead of Him, and I never want to, you know, try to impose my will. When it comes to, you know, obeying the Word of God, and of course, you know, uh, we know what God is able to do, and and everything. In it. And I never really took it upon myself. Uh, Really, to, to use anointed handkerchiefs. I know a lot of people do that. They'll, if they want to say it, uh, send a prayer cloth to somebody, they'll pray over it and they'll send it. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, I, I was taught, and of course I was, I, I was told uh, there's, a, there's a reason why the Lord does that the way He does it, according to the, the book of Acts in chapter 19 and verse 11. And I never realized this, but I remember the first time I ever encountered or experienced. Uh, handkerchiefs that had nothing really to do with me at all but everything to do with God and I remember going to the service and, and uh, right before the service, I, I in my mind I seen people bringing handkerchiefs up to me and sticking them in my pocket and I thought to myself wow, that's kind of uh, uh, to me I thought it was strange what, are these my thoughts or am I just You know, is this just a loose thought or whatever it was? And sure enough, when we got to the place where we were preaching and the minister came up to me and he had a he had quite a few handkerchiefs. He said, Brother, Brother Marshall, he said, "Uh, we felt impressed with the Lord to put these on your on your person. And he put them in my pocket. He began to stuff them in my pocket. He said, give them out to whoever you feel led to give them out to. And I thought to myself, I said, "Okay, that's <laughs> right. who do I know needs a handkerchief?" Right. And and that was something. So there you were. There was the. Uh, but then I began to realize everything as far as what the word of God that came to me, and I began to realize what was happening. And as we started to minister, and and the need that was there with the people of God, it began to. It just it just came out. The the burden came out. And people that were in need, it was just like the Lord just took over and He knew who needed what and so we begin to distribute those napkins or those uh, handkerchiefs and guess what? God's a miracle worker. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and we've seen yeah. healings. Yes. We've seen Jesus. physical healings. We've seen uh, miracles take place and uh, those who received those handkerchiefs going back and whatever it was that they were Experienced at that time in their life, somehow God worked it to where they received a miracle. Whatever it might have been, deliverance or some kind of miracle in their home or in their family or in their, in their relationship or even concerning jobs and employment and finances, guess what? The Lord knew what he was doing. So obviously, somebody, somebody understood that. That was kind of a, Spontaneous moment, because I sure didn't have that uh, in my plans. <laughs> Some things that we, that we, I guess, meditate on before we do them. Uh, you know, we think about what we're going to do. And I'm pretty sure, you know, when we want to stand up and testify, we always try to figure out, I want to say the right words. And I want to say the right thing, and this is what I want to do. But guess what? Never works out the way you think it's going to happen, or you? <laughs> you plan it's going to happen. Oh. Oh, no. And I wonder why sometimes it happens. Maybe it's because God wants to know that we're not the ones in control. Yes. Yes. Right. He's in control. That's right. Hallelujah. So much, and so that's how, you know, when we come to a certain place, and I thought about, Lord, I'm praying when there's a time when we can actually have a healing service where God can move and so I've been praying about that, but I never understood it. And uh, I remember how that started out with me, and of course, after that, the Lord has used me several times in that in that fashion. And it's never because I've I've been praying about it and I felt led to do it, but it was because of the the need there and and people approached me. And uh, of course, you know. But did you did you notice that uh, the Bible says that uh, in the scripture? When I was talking about that, if you if you want to turn there, it's not my message, but if you want to turn there, in the book of Acts, chapter nineteen, and verse eleven, where it talked about Paul and how God used the apostle Paul, and he he in this in this fashion and he said that and God wrought spe- special miracles by the hands. Of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases parted from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So you see, (laughs) this happened, of course, in the city of. Ephesus and it's kind of something how the Lord <clears throat> basically moved in this way and, and that when this took place you wonder why it had to happen that way why it was there and why it was then and why it was in the city of Ephesus Ephesus never knew the real answer to that until not too long ago. As the Lord knows, you know, and it's just like right now, whether we realize it or not, everything that happens, especially with, amen, the church and what we are facing in the world right now, what we're seeing out there, to me, it's like, if you have the more influence... And if you have the more power, you're the one that is going to be recognized more often. Hallelujah. So if you dominate in that particular area, you dominate people, what they do, you, their, their, their thoughts, their, their ideology, their ideas, just the way they think. It's just like the world. Look what's dominating our world right now. It's not good, isn't it? Ungodliness, and we live in a world where nobody's really interested in truth anymore. All deception, all lies, everything about this world is not good. Nothing good in this world. And it's almost like it's a competition. And I always remember this, uh, we were living in Wagner at the time, and Amen. I was taking a, a a bunch of garbage out to the Wagner dump, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if any of you remember those of you that are from Wagner. You remember Elmer Olson? Remember Elmer Olson? <laughs> Elmer Olson used to be the custodian of the dump. He was a nice person. He was really a nice man. <laughs> and I remember taking it out there one time, and I got done, and and he said, "Stop over here because you you know pay your pay the fee for dumping out there." So I stopped over there and he was standing and talking to me and he said, he said Reverend Marshall he said you know what I realized something and I said what's that he said you know what your church has to compete with the casino and I said what he said your church has to compete with the casino everything that it has to offer people and he said it's not good he said your church has to compete with everything that goes on up there and I said well I never thought about it that way Elmer he said yep that's just that's what I was thinking he said he said because we need to overcome evil with good praise God and you know how many of you people are competitive people in your nature <laughs> Get competitive. or you'll find out. Right. Obviously there's something that you know you like to do and praise God with us, you know, when you break out the cornhole boards, guess what? <laughs> All those athletes kinda wake up a little bit here. Yeah. Whatever whatever ever kinda other games that it is that we just kinda feel like we come to life, why? Because it's that competitive nature. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's in us all. We just want to outdo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's something, isn't it? it is. So you're thinking about this now. Why Ephesus? Why did the Lord do this in Ephesus? I never knew the history of Ephesus. Why was it the Lord just all of a sudden wanted to use the Apostle Paul and have him, amen, have them take handkerchiefs and place them upon his body. And after they made contact with the man of God, they were distributed among those that were in need. Did you hear me? Those were that were in need. How many of you are are in need? Don't be in denial. I tell you what, and don't take this wrong, but all of us are afflicted. In one way or another, all of us are afflicted. If we're not afflicted in our body, we're afflicted in our mind, and even our emotions, physically, mentally, maybe even spiritually afflicted. Ooh, man. So you think about that. You think about that. Well, why Ephesus? Did you know that there was a religious group of people in Ephesus that worshipped a false god. And you know what they did? They took trinkets Off of that idol. Of that false god. And they distributed it. To the people. And the reason why they did. Is once you. Receive one of these trinkets. That were passed out. Guess what? You were going to be. Healed. So people believed. If I could just get a hold of one of those trinkets and as soon as it's put into my hand guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a miracle of healing. That was a false God. And people responded. Anybody know what the word placebo means? It's
2: a fake. It looks like it's something but it's nothing.
1: Placebo means something that, like Brother Dan says, you know what? It's really sad because most of the world right now, they'll fall in that category.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: They're a placebo experiment. Yeah. 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 Amen. Everything that is put out there in the world, huh? mm-hmm. via the media, yeah. via the politics, yeah. everybody believes and they think it's the truth, but it's really not the truth. You're being deceived and you're thinking that is the answer and that's the way things are. But guess not. That's not the truth. It's a placebo effect. So once you believe it, you think, oh, boy, I I felt that that feels good. I felt the virtue. But come to find out, let's be realistic. You're still in the same condition you were comes the Lord here comes the Lord I, I'm sending Paul to Ephesus because I want them to experience reality amen. Amen. I want them to experience salvation yeah. amen let me tell you something about that per, per, that word salvation When we talk about salvation, we don't realize what it really means. And if we can throw that word around, we might have an idea of what salvation means. But, amen, salvation means this. It is, amen, it doesn't just involve certain areas of our lives that are going to be affected. Because we want to have faith in God and believe that he's going to, amen, be able to help us. It's not just in certain areas of your life and certain areas of your being, but in the, the, the entirety. Right. Right. Hey, the whole man. Hey, hey, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So here's, here's the Lord says, I'm going to send Paul to Ephesus. When he gets over there, I'm going to have them use handkerchiefs and I'm going to have them place them upon his body. And when he distributes those handkerchiefs and gives them to whoever is there that needs a, a miracle, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to perform the miracle. Amen. And so you see that. You see that. It says, So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. <laughs> Praise God. Man, that's the goodness of God. Because God does know. God does know. And guess what? We need Him, don't we? We need the Lord right now. So I'm not going to talk to you and try to make you really feel good. huh? It's not going to be, you know, like a lot of positive dialogue so that you can leave here and you can say, man, that really felt good. I like what Pastor had to say. It's nothing but positive. I'm not here for that reason. I'm here to Amen. preach the gospel. Amen. The good news. That's right.
2: yes,
1: thank you, to preach about salvation, about our God, because he is, he is real. And guess what? He can get the job done.
0: Yes, he can.
1: And you know what? There's no disclosure. Right. <laughs> it's like I was telling somebody the other day guess what? If you're going to seek God, and I want you to understand this. If you're going to seek God, you have nothing to lose but everything to gain.
2: Right. That's right.
1: Ooh, what are you afraid of
2: right.
1: and here's, here's the reality of that fact here's, the, here's truth you could leave better than the way you came hallelujah you can leave better than the way you came and I know there's days we have our good days and there's days we have our bad days But I'm glad I know the Lord. I'm glad he's here. I want to tell you something. I'm not the healer. I'm not the healer. I'm just somebody that can point you to the
2: healer.
1: I'm just somebody that can put you in touch with the healer. And if you just believe what His Word has to say, that's the reason why I'm here. I'm here to tell you, to remind you what the Word says so you can take that step of faith and reach out to Him. Because guess what? All of us in here right now need a touch of God.
2: Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mighty God. Man, the Lord is
2: good.
1: Yes, all the time. Yes, all the time. The Lord is good. God is a miracle-working God. I told you I was uh, talking to my brother David last Monday. He called me up and Amen. It was kind of late, but he called me up and he said, "I needed to call you, Brother Harold, because I had this Amen." This the Lord came and spoke to me and. Brought something back to my mind, and he said, "I just wanted to tell you this." And anyway, he went through the whole spiel and uh, told me what you know, kind of, kind of refreshed my memory. when he did, when he started talking about a particular situation there in White y- River, it all came back to me, and I remembered. Oh yes, okay, now I remember. But it was just like, wow, it was, it was, it was something but he broke down and he started to cry and he began to repent and and all this but he reminded me of what God had done and I thought to myself man the goodness of God the goodness of God we've seen God do some pretty awesome things over and through the years we've seen things happen that we cannot explain but all we know is it was him. Right. Right. Amen. And we were talking about his three younger foster children at that time that were in, was in his home. And, and he talked about the miracle that took place when the younger ended up dying Amen. because she was choking, couldn't breathe no more. And when they called the ambulance, of course, White River from... Rosebud is 35 miles. And the ambulance was taking its time. It was well over 45 minutes when the baby took its last breath. And it was blue around the lips and beginning to change color. And so what could Darla do? So she called out. And of course, Brother David couldn't make it back fast enough. And Amen. I wasn't around there. And the only one that was around was Brother Aaron. And those that gathered there at the house that came in and then Brother Aaron comes in and there she was laying on the table lifeless and so they began to pray and when Brother Aaron laid his hands on her and spoke life back to her guess what she started to cough and she started to cry after being dead for 45 minutes now you explain that you, you explain that but that's what's happened. but he he brought that back to my memory and I thought, man, he said, Brother Harold I want to apologize to you because I remember you you spoke to us through the prophetic word, he said I wish I would have listened to you he said, but because I didn't, he said I'm in the place that I'm in right now and I want to repent my thank you, Jesus Uh, Let me tell you something. Our God is a miracle-working God. Turn your Bibles and your Bibles to the book of Psalms, and we'll just... Amen. I appreciate the Lord. I was hoping Sister Martha and Sister Peggy would be here, but they headed back to Denver. Almost thought that they were going to be here, but. So, pray for safe passage for them back to Denver. Hallelujah. But in Psalms 41, verse number 4, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me heal my soul for I have sinned against thee. My, my, my. You may be seated. It's really something <laughs> I, I want to I say this. I want to mention this. It's very evident what God is doing and uh, what we have been hearing and what we have been experiencing, obviously, uh, the Spirit of God is moving in such a way where our minds are all moving together collectively. You notice that? Our testimonies and what everybody's standing up, and it almost seems like we know what we're facing. You know what is at hand, and you know what we're going through right now, but I want you to understand this, that God is still on the throne. He's still in control, and whatever it is, and and every, I believe this, every person in this congregation right now, well, there's a few of us in here, but let me tell you something, I know every person, amen, must have a need. Whatever that need is, God knows, it could be a physical need, it could be a emotional need, it could be a spiritual need, it could be a financial need, could even be a material need, God knows, God knows your heart better than I do. Right. Yeah. And he knows how to, to be able to get you to understand that he knows your need. But you know what? It's up to us to realize this. Amen. And a lot of times the reason why it's difficult for us, because sometimes we do, it's hard for us just to humble ourselves and say, this is what I need right now, Lord. Even talking to God, it's even hard for us just to whisper a word to him and get his attention. Thinking that he will not hear us or he doesn't pay attention. Let me tell you something. He cares for you. That's why the Bible says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Amen. So we understand that if he's there, he's waiting. Let me tell you something. Make no mistake. Why do you think you're here this afternoon? Because God knows your need. Hallelujah. My, my, my. I said, Lord, I'm glad I have somebody to go to. It's not like we're without any kind of help. Praise God. We can go to the doctors. Yes, the doctors can only do so much for you and I. They're limited as far as their skill and their knowledge and their ability. Amen. They can't do the impossible. I don't care what a lot of people say. They cannot do the impossible. There's only one that I knew no can do the impossible. That's God. He's the God of the impossible. But we come to that place of, of, of amen, just bringing ourselves to that place of humility and, amen, truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, the scripture says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. (laughs) You know, regardless of what we think in our mind, because a lot of people right away, when they they hear about somebody being afflicted or being sick right away, well, they must have fallen into sin. (laughs) They must have sin in their life. They must be disobeying God. Well, maybe they're not. But my Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. So whatever it is that you and I are facing right now, I want you to understand this. The word of God said that it would deliver you and heal you from all the afflictions that you encounter and experience. That's the reality of God's word. And the only reason why I say that is because I've seen the Lord do it so many times. Yep. Right. Praise God. Let me tell you something. He's not a God of yesterday. He's yes. a God of today.
2: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: It will happen even today yes. if you allow him to. Yes. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul. Heal my soul. For I have sinned against thee. Amen. Amen. I have sinned against thee. So think about it. We come to that place and, you know, and and I'm not saying that you're a, praise God, a a immoral person. I'm not saying that you're so full of sin. That's not what I'm saying. Because some of us are upright people. Some of us are moral people. Amen. amen. We have some uh, 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 morals in our life, some standards in our life that we don't want to go and we don't want to go away on the, on the left or way on the right. So we're right in the middle. And, and amen. We do, praise God, the best we can do, don't we? Yeah. With uh, just the way we feel and, and, and even our morals and making sure that we don't cross the line when it comes to doing certain things that we know that we shouldn't do. There's some people that obviously have good morals. But a lot of times, why is it when he said that I have sinned against thee? Did you realize this? The Bible says this, that if we know to do good, but we do it not, amen, to him it is sin. So there's some things that are good. If we don't obey God and do the good, guess what's going to happen? That's sin to us. And so a lot of times, and guess what? There's also sin of omission. Sometimes it happens without us being aware that it's happening. But here's a good thing about it here's a good thing about it lord heal me yes. right. we have a we have a i guess a distorted view about church mm-hmm. <laughs> you want know to say that why? because we think church is a place where there's a lot of perfect people uh-huh. yeah. right. Walk into a, a building and walk into a congregation. You know those people. There's not going to be one sinful among them. Are you listening to me?
2: Yes.
1: We're so perfect. We don't make mistakes. Amen. We do everything right. That's what a lot of people interpret church as. Let me tell you something. The church is not like that. You know what the church is? The church is a spiritual hospital. Because the Lord knows that we have a need. Amen. The Lord knows we're humans. And just because of that, amen. Amen. That limit we have as being humans. He knows that we have a need. But I'm glad for this. I know if I've sinned. I know if I'm afflicted. And I know if that I'm infirmed. And I know if I'm sick. I know if I'm oppressed. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I know if all these things are happening. I know there's a God that heals. That is here. Yeah. And he wants to heal us. Amen. That's right. That's And we don't say it just to make you guys clap and shout. And, Amen. We don't say it because it is a fact. It's a reality. Amen. That God is here. And amen. He is in the saving business. He is in the healing business. He is in the business of deliverance. Why? He wants his people to be taken care of.
2: Amen. That's right.
1: Hallelujah. You know what he did? We can't dispute the word of God. (laughs) You know what he did? I'm going to make this personal. You know what he did for you and I. Everybody's sitting in here. He did this for you and I. He loved us so much. Amen. The apostle Peter said he was the lamb of God slain. Before the foundation of the world. Right, so obviously he knew our need. He knew that we were going to need him. Right. How many of you know that you need Jesus yeah. today? Yeah. How many of you know that you need him? Yeah. You need his grace. Yeah. 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 Amen. His mercy. That's right. yeah. His faithfulness. Amen. Because he's faithful to us every day. Yes. That's the reason why we're breathing today. Yes. But you know what? He knew we needed him before we were even created. Wow. Wow. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. My, my, my. Wow. Amen. So, so think about this. Did you know what he did for you and for me? Did you know what he did? He took it upon himself. He took it upon himself. He didn't leave that task up to anybody else. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about the God that created the universe and everything that in them is. He took it upon himself. Didn't leave it up to anybody else. Amen. Amen. And so what he did for you and I. Amen. He took it upon himself to become a human being. Why? Because he knew how much we would be afflicted. He knew how much that we would be tormented. He knew what we would be facing in our, amen, in our physical bodies. He knew everything that was going to come upon us because guess what? We were created from the dust. Amen. Amen. From the dust we were taken. So he knows our frame as the writer in the book of Amen psalm says. He knows but our, he knows our frame. Guess what? We're so frail. We don't realize our frailty. Amen. We're vulnerable. Are you listening to me? We're vulnerable to a lot of things that are out there in this world. But thank God he's on our side. So, so this God that we all believe in, this God that we all profess, he took it upon himself. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture says this, amen, that he was tempted like we are tempted. Mm-hmm. He went through every experience any human being could ever go through. Sister Martha was telling us about the homeless problem they have in Denver, Colorado. She said the homeless have taken over the city of Denver, Colorado. She said they occupy every area of Denver. She said we're not not exaggerating. The homeless are everywhere. Wherever you go, she said. You can't even go downtown. She said. Finally, they have to put up. A, she said. You go downtown, Denver. It looks like uh, Amen. The, the the capital, the Washington, the capital, where they put up all these. big big metal fences to protect certain buildings. She said, that's how it is in Denver. Why? Because of the homeless that are there. There's so many millions of homeless people living in Denver. Did you realize this? Man might be at the bottom of his existence in this world through the sin and darkness that we see every day. But did you realize this? Jesus was there himself. He was homeless just like the homeless. He was down and up just like anybody else that was down out. He felt everything that you and I have ever felt. Amen. 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 That's Amen. right. That's Amen.
2: right. Amen. 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 So think
1: about that. Wow. There's some things we we experience. Think about that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, it says in verse number 3, He is despised and rejected of men. He's despised and rejected of men. Man, think about this. How many of you have ever felt like you have been despised? Yeah. (laughs) How many of you ever felt like you have been rejected? How did you react to that? You didn't feel good, did you? No. You felt down. You felt like, man, you were just uh, if I could say it this way, you were down in the dumps. Amen. Because you knew what it was like just to be isolated. Yeah. Amen. That's not a good feeling, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> but that's what the Bible says. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So let me me show you a contrast here. Here it's, it's explaining prophetically about the Lord Jesus. But look at it. Look at the explanation. Look at the description of what it says about him. Now, let me tell you something. I don't believe that he's talking about Amen, where he was in the mind of God before he came to earth, because obviously heaven is a beautiful place in heaven. You don't have sorrow in heaven. You don't have sickness in heaven. You don't have sin in heaven. There is no darkness. Nothing but light. The light of God lightens the kingdom of heaven. Amen. There is nothing there that is of any, amen, uh, uh, praise God, negative, uh, amen, color or virtue in heaven. Everything is bright and everything is full of light. So obviously, it's not talking about him, amen, amen, coming from, in in God's mind, in the place, uh, in the environment of heaven, because everything, if I want to say it this way, is positive. Everything is full of life. So it wasn't describing his heavenly virtue or his heavenly experience.
2: Right. 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 Amen. Well, what's
1: it describing then? It's describing... What he was exposed to when he came down to earth and came into the earthly elements. As the Bible says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows. A man of sorrows. How many of you have ever experienced sorrow? Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have experienced sorrow one time or another. Yes. Haven't we in our lives? We know what that's like. It's not a good feeling, isn't it? No. It's, it's a burden that we feel. It's a weight. In it it's not just, doesn't just affect you in your mind, but it affects you in your spirit and even right. in your body. Right. Did you realize this? Depression in the mind will affect your body. You know why people get sick when they think too much negatively and depression dominates their mind? You know what? Pretty soon it's going to, amen, it's going to transfer over to their body. And their body becomes sick just like their mind. And so that's why they feel down and out. That's why a lot of people, amen, give in to suicide because it has overcome them. We know what it's like, don't we? We know what it's like to feel bad or feel negative, feel sorrow, feel depressed, feel hopeless. Thank you, Jesus. He was acquainted with grief. He was acquainted with grief. You know what? Uh, Working as a counselor in the treatment program. And there's, you know, certain, uh, uh, praise God, uh, what they call uh, exercises or therapy that they do. And a lot of them have to do with issues that were left unattended so people would deal with what they call uh amen anger issues anger issues and because of that and the way it affected their emotions they they went into what they call emotional compulsion so you would deal with emotional issues and there was the issue of unresolved grief because they experienced some kind of trauma and they were never ever to deal with it or confront it Amen. So where they can recover from it. So there's a lot of people that have problems with unresolved grief. And a lot of times, we don't realize that it affects us. Amen. It it, it somehow puts a burden upon us to where we feel the weight of it, and we can't explain it, and that's why a lot of people amen, uh, begin to go and take therapy and take drugs to try to make themselves feel better let me tell you something, that's not the answer it's not the answer what people need to realize is that God is here to heal us, amen, from everything that we encounter amen that's right amen so he was acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Man, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. God is here to help us. Hallelujah. He is here to help us. He is here to save us. He's here to deliver us, and he's here to heal us.. Yes. Amen. That's what the Greek word "sozo" means. Salvation. Salvation in all those areas of our life. Salvation for the entire man. And he's willing to. But we need to realize this is what he did. This is what he did. Amen for us. And the Bible goes on. It says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Man, think about this. What we go through in life right now I want you to understand this. We're not alone. Because he's there to help us. He's there to sustain us. So surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Why did this have to happen? Was because of our sin. Yes. My, my, my. Right. We're the ones that put him there.
2: Yeah. That's right. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And I don't want you to feel guilty about it. Right. I want you to understand why he did it. Right. right. Huh? Because of our sin, he was nailed to that cross. He was nailed to the tree because of our sin. He wanted to deal with it. He wanted to confront it. It's not a pretty thing. It's not a pretty thing. The wages of sin is death. Remember what happened when sin came into the world. Sin separated man from God spiritual death so as a result of spiritual death physical death amen so because of the wages of sin sin brings death so he was placed upon that cross because of our sin because of our transgressions he had to pay the ultimate price for you and i the price that you and i were to pay ourselves guess what it's like the song said Amen. I had a debt that I owed But guess what? He came and he paid that debt for me He came and took it upon himself To offer himself as a sacrifice For my sins He set me free I didn't have to pay the debt Amen of death He did it for me So that I could be set free Amen Amen Amen
2: Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We did esteem him, yet we did esteem him stricken,
1: smitten of God, and afflicted. My, my, my. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that movie, The Passion of Christ. That was just, I believe, just a small amen. You know, we don't know how it really happened, but that kind of gave us an idea of everything that he suffered before he was crucified. And he was scourged. The suffering and the pain and the bloodshed. You know what? Mankind is cruel. When they can torture their fellow human beings. Yes. And they can create all kinds of evil tools and devices. Yes. To be able to create pain. Yes. Amen. To, to kill. Yep. To maim. To disfigure. Amen. And that's what they did to him. But guess what? Remember. Remember every stripe he took. Every stripe that he took, every time his body was torn, his flesh was removed from his body. Every time that happened, remember, he did that for you and I. He did it, amen, because he wanted to pay the price. Every drop of blood that fell from his body, amen, everything that came from him. Amen. His body was so torn and marred. The Bible says his business were so marred that, guess what? He was unrecognizable. You couldn't tell he was a human being. Wow. I had the opportunity one time, I was sharing this with Sister Martha and Sister Peggy today. We were talking about the crucifixion or talking about Denial. That principle of what he said, deny thyself and pick up your cross daily and follow after me. That principle of crucifixion. What does that mean? Crucifying our flesh. Crucifying the affections and lust of the flesh. Crucifying the sin that tries to somehow surface in our flesh. And I said, you know what? I seen this gentleman coming, uh, amen, uh, down Highway 50, amen, and coming toward Yankton. And I and I said, I seen, I passed him by Avon. He was heading west, and I seen him carrying this cross. And I thought to myself, man, that's a peculiar sight. But I noticed he had a whole bunch of other vehicles following him, a bunch of people that were there, and they followed him. Well, all by the time I came back to Wagner, they were all, amen, in at the city park in Wagner. And i thought wow i wonder what's going on and i went home and amen and did some stuff and i came back and there they were there was still a big crowd there and you could see that cross sitting up there amen by that uh, by that rest area that shade on the east side and i thought to myself what's this all about so i went there and i and i was just being nosy and there it was and and i was thinking what's this all about the guy was going across the country raising money for an organization and he said, I thought I would do this because a lot of people don't realize what Jesus did for us when he gave himself and hung him, and he was hung on the cross. Wow. He said, this is a replica of the cross that the Romans used when they crucified. Wow. Same size, same dimension and I stood and I looked at it and of course it was like this, erected like this and it was, it was a Good size cross. Wow. And you know what he said? Go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, a lot of people don't even realize.
2: Right.
1: Oh, so you know what I did? I, I, I went underneath it and I, and I stood up to pick it up. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. That thing had some weight to it. And I thought about it. If he had to carry this cross to where he was whipped and scourged to Golgotha, and after suffering all that he suffered and all the blood that he lost, obviously his body had to have been weak. And there he was. He picked up his cross and he carried it. Despite everything he went through for you and I. We're getting it off pretty easy. Because we haven't paid the price price physically like he did. We haven't paid that price. We haven't shed that much blood that he shed. And there he was. He picked it up. And he carried it to his own crucifixion. But yet he did it for you and I. Right, that's right. Here's the thing a lot of people don't realize this. The devil (coughs) hates mankind. Are you listening to me? Yes. The devil hates mankind. You know why? Because we're his highest creation.
2: Yeah. Right. That's right. Amen.
1: We're his highest creation. So the devil hates mankind. That's why he hates, amen. Humanity, with such amen a, a passion of hatred and so you know what he tries to do he tries to destroy that image of man and woman yeah. and how's he doing it through sin yeah. he wants to bring us to a point where praise God we won't resemble God right. because guess what When we walk upright, we resemble God. When we're godly, we resemble God. We resemble his glory. Satan doesn't like that. That's why he wants to mar, amen, the image of man and woman. That's why he's against everything, amen, that God has ever done for you and I. That's why he's trying to destroy us. So as a result, God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come down and I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to give myself as the supreme sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't want you looking like a man. doesn't want you looking like a woman. He wants you to start using pronouns to identify yourself. Let me tell you something. I know who I am. I am a child of God. I'm a man. Amen. I'm a creation of God. I'm a son. I'm a father. I'm an uncle. I'm a brother. That's right. Amen. That's right. So you think about it. Now, are you trying to understand why we need healing? Yes. Yes. I still can't get over it. Brother Robert Longshore, my dear brother, Sister Pat said, did you know that Brother Robert got bit by a snake? And I said, no. He hasn't told me. Hasn't told you yet? I said, no. Brother Robert, you didn't tell him? No, nope, didn't tell him. Show him the bite. He was sitting there, so he unbuttoned his sleeve and pulled up his right arm. And right there on his arm, his forearm was a snake bite. You can see the two puncture wounds. Wow. And it was still bruised and red. And she said, it was a lot worse than that. So I said, "What happened?" He said, "I was feeding my hounds. I was feeding my dogs, and I went to go grab the f- the dog food from off the, the 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 stand that I have it on." And he said, "There he was, and I didn't see him. He was curled up, amen, right there by all them bins that I had. And when I reached to grab that bin, he came out and he bit me." He said, "A copperhead." And I said, "A copperhead?" He said, "Yep." So Sister Pat says, the doctor, when he finally went in, he didn't go in right away. You know what he did? He said, I held that snake until it released its grip from my arm, and I pulled it away. Got rid of it. Went inside, and Brother David Simmons was there. They pu- applied a tourniquet on his arm. They didn't want that poison going up in his, his, into his bloodstream. They applied a tourniquet on his arm. He said, Brother Robert just said, I put myself, I put my trust in God. Pretty soon, sister. Pat started to get worried about him because it started to get a little bit more red and a little bit more inflamed. She said, Robert, you need to go into the hospital. You need to go into the hospital. Well, he went into the hospital a few days later. Uh, (laughs) Went into the hospital, and the doctor said, what happened? He said, I got bit by a copperhead. He looked at it. He said, Robert, you should be dead. Right.
2: Right. Uh, Right.
1: but you know what I know brother Robert I know his faith that man prayed for my left knee that time I injured it guess what God healed it I know his faith he stood upon the word of God he prayed and God healed I've seen God use him amen laying hands on a lot of people and they received the healing that's what he believes in he believes in the promises of God he believed what the Lord came to do for him And guess what? God delivered him. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. I'm glad. I'm glad we have that promise. Yes. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Now you listen to this. Pay attention. Because it says he was wounded. Mm -hmm. Wounded. He was bruised. Bruised. For our iniquities. You notice? You notice it just says wounded. <laughs>
2: right.
1: oh, amen. You notice it just says bruised. Right. It doesn't say amen. That he succumbed. Right. That's right. Amen. To the pains of death. Right. Yes, he did die physically. Right. Huh? Right. But guess what? He overcame.
2: Yes.
1: So because he overcame, the Bible says he was wounded. Yes. He recovered from his wounds. He recovered from his bruises. Amen. The chastisement Amen. of our peace was upon him, and by his strife we are healed. Yes. Amen. Thank Amen. You, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
2: you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: I'll never quit preaching that. I will never quit preaching that. I don't preach it for your entertainment. I preach it because that's the gospel. That's why he lived. That's why he died. That's why he buried. And that's why he resurrected. So this is what Matthew said about Jesus when all this stuff was going on, when they seen him begin to minister to the, amen, all the lost sheep of Israel, and amen. The Bible says in Matthew chapter eight, verse number sixteen, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick. My, my my my. And so he says, that it might be fulfilled that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Elias the prophet saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our Sicknesses.
2: Amen. Thank you, Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Now, think about this. I-, I want you to, to, to research this yourself. You go back into the Book of Isaiah that we just read, Isaiah 53, and read what it says about there. By His stripes we are healed. You're going to come and you're going to come across that word in the Greek it's NASA. N A S S A H. NASA. NASA. By his stripes we are healed. NASA. You know when it says He carried our burdens? Huh? He carried He carried our burdens. He Himself took our infirmities and our sicknesses. It's like He carried them. Amen. He picked them up and He carried them. So this is basically the description of the word of God about Jesus and what he did for you and I. I want you to understand this. Because a lot of times we don't realize. Let me tell you something. Amen. Church, we are not without hope. We have hope right now. I'm preaching to you the word of God. We have hope. And when he said that we by his stripes we are healed. That word NASA, amen. We, we can modernize it and put it into, amen, modern vernacular. That word becomes the word that our space program uses, the word NASA. Yeah. It might have a different meaning, amen. They might uh, Those letters might have a different meaning, but you know what it really means? It means, amen, things that are lifted up. So what happens when they send a shuttle out into space? You know what? It's lifted up. What's it lifted up by? It's lifted up by the power, amen, of the force of the fuel that's in those rockets. But it's lifted up and it's, amen, projected into, amen, the universe. NASA. Or we say NASA. You know what the Lord wants us to do? He says he wants to lift our burdens.
2: Yeah. Amen. That's right.
1: We come in. Right. Tim makes me feel good when he sees me. (laughs) Uh, I says, hello, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) I want to feel like a young man. In my in my mind, I'm 35, right. but my body's 65. Yeah. Somehow I have to balance that out. In my mind, I would like to do a lot of things, but my body says no. Right. And amen. Because of my age, guess what? My body's starting to slow me down. Right. Amen. Those burdens that creep in. Amen. And and it's because of A G E. Yes. yes.
2: Yes.
1: You all know what I'm talking about, you elders. Uh, my brother in law Dahmer and I, we know what it's like to Amen, fall off a horse or get thrown from a horse. Guess what? We can't jump up like we used to. <laughs> right.
2: Amen. That's
1: right. Can't spring into action anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll probably end up laying there for a while. Yeah. If we're still alive. Yeah. 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 But here's one thing. I accept the fact. Because that's slow death. Right. Mm-hmm. yes, Age is slow death. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: So that proves what sin can do.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Amen. Right. Slow death. We're dying. Right. We're right. dying physically. Right. Praise God. I'm glad I know him spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. But I want you to know yes. something. Because of the way we experience in life. And because of the afflictions that we encounter. I'm glad to know that Jesus is still a healer. Yeah. 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 We have that promise. Yeah. We have that promise. Jesus, 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 thank you. We have that promise. And God wants to do that for us. Amen. Amen. God wants to do that for us. It's something. It's something when we come to that place. And you know what? Don't be ashamed to ever be desperate.
2: Right. Amen. 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 That's the truth.
1: (laughs) Because there's some things right now that, you know, if if we can't get anybody else to, amen, to help us. The only other person I know that could probably help us. And amen, have a remedy. is God.
2: Yes.
1: God knows our every yes. need. Amen. So I'm glad that we have faith. Amen. We have faith that we can stand on.
2: Amen. That's right. Amen.
1: So we have that promise. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's really sad. I heard somebody mention that during testimony service. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin who's a doctor. This was a while back, a couple years back. And we were talking about certain people that are, uh, what's the word when they really think they're sick or something all the time? Hypochondriac. Hypochondria. We were yeah. talking about a person that was a hypochondriac. And always calling the hospital and even getting a hold of Google and everything that she was plugging into Google. She was getting all her symptoms and she was getting all the diagnosis. So, amen, Google was giving her a bad report. This is what's wrong with you. He said, come to find out that wasn't even wrong with her. So, you know, he said, quit listening to Google. Quit Googling Google about your health, amen, Amen. conditions. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. (laughs)
1: And I'm not knocking doctors. There's some doctors that actually can help you. But there's a certain extent that they can go to to help you.
2: That's right. Right. Thank you, Jesus.
1: So if you need a doctor that specializes. You know what, 19. I'm trying to remember. If it wasn't 89 or 90, it might be like 1989. Maybe it was 91. We were in Oxford House, Manitoba, way up north in Canada, way up there, preaching the gospel to our, uh, amen, Cree brethren. And we got the news, my nephew Lewis got a hold of me, told me. He said, mom ended up in the grandma ended up in the hospital. And uh, she's not feeling good. And the doctor said that, you know, that cancer, obviously a tumor in her abdomen was starting to even grow more. He said, she's not feeling good and we're up here in Sioux Falls. I said, okay. I said, "Louis, just tell her we're going to pray for her. We're going to pray for her. He said, okay. So we walked into service that evening, and amen. I told him about our mother, and I said, you know what? I believe God is able. So we had about 500 people agreeing together in Jesus' name. And they all stood up, and they all prayed with us. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I want you to touch my mom. And I want you to heal her of that cancer. Guess what happened? God healed her.
2: Amen.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So what am I saying? I'm just being Thank you, Jesus. just open and totally frank with all of you in here. Right. What am I saying? I'm saying this. We have an option.
2: Right. Amen.
1: We have an option. And that option. Is putting our faith and trust in God. Amen. 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 Believe in what he's able to do. Junior. Believe in what he's able to do. Because He does want us to stand upon His Word. Right. He wants us to believe. Right. And so that's what the Scripture admonishes us to do. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him pray. Is any Mary? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. So think about that, saints. Think about that. Think about the option we have. Think about who we can go to in our time of need. When there is nobody else that can help us. Man, I'm glad I know the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. I'm glad I can come to this spiritual hospital.
2: Amen. amen.
1: Amen. Because inside this wall, these walls, there's healing. Amen. For whatever it is that you and I are going to, whatever state of mind, state of being, state of body. God understands that. God knows. And He wants you to amen. Understand that. He cares for you. It's really something. It's really something. Because he always, always seems to be ahead of us. Yes, we're going to be afflicted. Yes, we may be tormented. Yes, we may be infirmed. We may be burdened. But you know what? We have a God. We have a God who can save us. So This is what the Lord told Judah, Israel, after they dedicated the temple and after Solomon prayed and asked the Lord for his help and for his wisdom, God came back and spoke to Solomon. This is what he said. The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land or if I send pestilence among my people. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Wow. And turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Don't lose hope, saints. Because there is a God among us. Yes. There is a God among us. And he does. And he's willing to save us and heal us and deliver us. Let's all stand. promises of God. I believe in the promises of God. You know what? You don't have anything to lose. You don't have anything to lose if you want to take that step of faith and just say, okay, Lord, I want to put my trust in you and I'm going to believe. I'm going to step out because I have faith. And God, you know what it is. Hallelujah. You know what it is. You know my need. You know my need. And you know how it's gonna begin to move for you? Is when you can humble yourself. When you can humble yourself. When you can say, Lord, I'm gonna put my trust in you and I know, you know, we don't have control. There's nothing we can do but have faith in Him and put our trust in Him. That's all we can do right now. And when we do that, when we do that, and even when we turn away from our sin, when we can turn away from our sin, and God will move for us. And his word will be fulfilled. And we will know. We will know. Amen. His promises are true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to do what I can. I want to do what I can. So let's pray. I want to open up this altar, and as I said so many times before, I I I don't, I'm not the kind of person that will bend your arm and have you come up here and pray. I, I don't want to do that. You do it on your own. You do it because you want to do it, and because you believe what you have heard, and you just want to take it upon yourself to put your faith and trust in God and you come up here and just talk to him and say Lord you know what my need is you know my need Lord you know what I need right now whatever that need is you know what you've come to the right place you've come to the right place and God is able to move amen when you do that praise so I invite you to come We have Brother Aaron and Brother Dan here. Some of you need prayer. Brother Kevin, some of you need prayer. We have an oil up here. They can anoint you. Just believe God. Just believe God. Come on up and let the Lord minister to you.